Working from home has been a dream of nine to fivers since the invention of the commute, but what does it take to turn your house into a real workspace? On this episode of the Zing Podcast, we talk to Rochelle Stewart, founder of Pots Floral. She'll give us a first-hand account of building a company out of your home. We'll talk tips, obstacles, and everything you need to be productive when launching your home business. If you're tired of fighting traffic or not really digging the cubicle life anymore, you won't want to miss this one. From beautiful downtown Detroit, Michigan, this is the Zing Podcast from Quicken Loans. Well, hello, everybody. It's the Zing Podcast here. It's Sean Johnston and Miranda Crace. Miranda, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Sean? Well, you know, I got to be honest with you. There's something about the end of spring, beginning of summer traffic that is just like absolutely insane. Like it took me an hour and 30 minutes to get here today. And Seriously? Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things that, look, I love my job. This is a fantastic job. I love my company. But there's something about you know, driving to work on days like this, it's like, man, it would be nice to work from home, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with you. I actually only live like 15 minutes away from the office. Yeah, but I so, get more done. Yeah, if I work from home, for sure. And what what's like what's your average commute? Like a bad day is like 20 minutes, if that. Yeah, actually, yeah. technically, my average is seven. I've timed it, <laughs> and on like traffic days, it's 15. Seven whole minutes. Seven huh? whole minutes, guys. It takes me seven minutes to get out of my subdivision. So, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where the whole trend of working from home and starting home businesses, it's just exploding because there really isn't a whole lot that you need an office for. You need a factory or you need some sort of commercial space that you can't do in your own home. So we thought we'd talk a little bit about this uh, phenomenon, if you will, Miranda. So we invited uh, Rochelle Stewart. She's the founder of Pots Floral, and she's going to talk to us a little bit about uh, how to start a home business. Rochelle, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Well, it's our pleasure. Tell us a little bit about Pots Floral. You have a florist business out of your own home. How's How's that work? Yeah, so basically I wanted to start this florist business and thought to myself, well, I could work from home or I could go spend a bunch of money and get a <laughs> studio somewhere. So it seemed fitting to uh, just stay at home and kind of prevent those overhead costs. For sure. Yeah. Especially starting a, a small business like you. Like, did you get to the point where you were looking into spaces and it was just cost prohibitive? Or did you just start off saying, you know, I'm going to do this from home. Screw that. Yeah, well, I kind of got to the point where I was like kind of looking at spaces and then thinking to myself, starting a business is enough money in general. Mm-hmm. And then adding that space on top of that would just add a lot more cost. And so I was thinking, well, maybe I'll just start from home and see where it goes. And then in the future, if I liked the idea of having a separate studio space, that that would um, work well. But for right now, just starting small, mm-hmm. it's perfect. Did you always want to own a florist business? Is that something that like, did you did you like work in an office or have a cubicle and then some point just said, you know what? I'm done with this. I want to do what my passion is. Tell us about how you how you got into the floral arranging business. Yeah, so I started um, an event planning after college, and I worked for your typical um, nine-to-five business, mm-hmm. um, did that whole thing, working in the office. And I did like it. I really enjoyed it. However, it was the fact of, you know, I was kind of working towards someone else's goal yeah. and not really my goal. So that kind of was where the turning point was. And I thought, you know, creating something for myself that I can do, that I can use my passions and dreams. So event planning kind of really incorporates with floral because when you're a florist, you have to um, help 
geared towards your event that you're going to. So you're planning an event, but then also adding floral to that. So I really liked the idea of working from home because I can, you know, create my own schedule and um, get up, you know, and it's not like, okay, you have an extra hour to get ready and then go to work. It's like, you're there. To me, it seems like that's a very entrepreneurial attitude that you have. Like you, you said, this notion of you're working towards somebody else's bottom line, but you wanted to do yourself. Do you think that's something that like you just have? Does do do you think people just have that sort of switch that they flip at some point, or is that something that maybe you can learn? I'm just kind of interested in sort of the entrepreneurial mindset. How did you how did you develop that? When I went to college, you know, I was like, my goal, I want to be an event planner. This is what I want to do, and so I think it was something that was learned over time because. I was really interested in doing the events and I enjoyed it. And then I got to a point where it was like, I have more passions and more things I want to do. So it kind of switched my gears a little bit to thinking as an entrepreneur, like, oh, the, I've learned all these skills from companies I've worked for, but I can actually do things on my own too. So I kind of switched my gears to thinking as an entrepreneur after having some experience working for other entrepreneurs Hmm. first. So I think I've always had that drive to create something um, in my mind, but then like inspired by working for other companies and businesses. Very interesting. I know that um, when Miranda and I were originally talking about this, there's just so many questions that come into mind about like how you transform your home into workspace. Especially something like a like a floral business. Do you work in your kitchen? Is this in your living room? Like, how did you kind of set up your home to be able to do this? Yeah. So like for me, um, one of the most important things was separating living from work. Mm -hmm. Thinking about it, you know, I have a small duplex thinking about it. How do I create the work that's separate from living? Because living is very important and most people get out of their house to go to work. So they're already separating that work and living. And for me, it was like, how do I do that here? So I kind of carved out my area that I created for work which was my basement. Mm -hmm. And starting off, my basement is not finished. So you kind of have to finish it for what you're looking for. Um, As a florist, it was ideal to have concrete floors for sweeping up um, and things like that. Clean up, it's um, much easier. So that was already ideal. Trying to get (laughs) petals out of carpet. Right, that would not be good. So we kind of um, created, started from there. We built some walls um, to separate, you know, the basement, um, like laundry area from studio space. So we built walls um, to separate that. I did a lot of personal building, so things that fit um, specifically to me as far as shelves and work tables, um, like the height I want, the length I want that would fit in my home. So we kind of, my husband and I created that to fit specifically for what we were looking for. So now when you go in the basement, you you know one side is completely work and the other side is kind of like your laundry space. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just designating that spot that you say, okay, this is for work and there won't be a mixture here. So that was kind of what we went for. And it's still a work in progress, but just kind of creating that space, how you feel it to be um, satisfying for work. Yeah, you were talking about kind of the importance between um, – life and living and keeping that separate. 
from work. And like I said earlier, I get more done when I work from home yeah. a lot of the times. Yeah. But I also know a lot of people who they actually get more distracted mm-hmm. at home. They think about all those other living things that they need to do, like doing their laundry, doing the bills, checking what groceries they need. So how do you kind of stay organized and stay focused working from home? Yeah, that is a tricky, tricky part. <laughs> so when I thought, okay, I'm going to work from home, it's going to be great. I was like, oh, well, then I'm checking my phone more than I'm working, or I think of a bill that I forgot to pay a week ago or something. (laughs) So for me, I have to really set those hours. I have to make sure, you know, I'm waking up at the same time every day, um, kind of like you're going to work, like you're going out to work. Um, Waking up at the same time is really helpful to get in a routine, even if you have less work to do that day. You're, you know, getting up at that same time to go work on something. And then so setting that time is really helpful. And then also making sure that all of the other living stuff is taken care of after you do your work. Mm-hmm. So you set that time and it's just like going to a job. And for me, kind of like a motivation is, you know, my husband gets off at work at a certain time. So I don't want to be working when he gets home. So I want to make sure I'm working, working. And then like it comes to relax after that. And one thing I do get distracted at home sometimes. So for me, you know, if I'm not working, if I'm just working on emails or um, different paperwork, I'll go out to a coffee shop, I'm kind of to get my mind um, focused a little more because there you're sitting upright. There's nothing really else to distract you except for people watching, I guess. <laughs> but you go Which there get very to get some more home. stuff done. So it kind of just changing your atmosphere sometimes is really helpful rather than just staying in the same place because it can get repetitive or somewhat boring and that makes you distracted if you're just sitting in the same place all the time. So changing it up is really helpful for me. But it sounds like having a, a regimented program that you're doing and sort of staying on this the, you know, cycle that you have and also having the separation between work and home is really important. Is that something that you knew going into this or is it something you kind of learned as you were progressing towards your, your home business? It's definitely something that I learned I thought, you know, oh, this will be easy. I kind of do what I want, you know, (laughs) whatever. But it's so true. Like, I would catch myself, you know, sleeping in and then um, taking my time in the morning. And then I would be like, oh, I have all this work to do and then be working um, most evenings. And so that to me was where it kind of switched. It was like, okay, this isn't really working for me. So that's when I started the schedule. Okay, I'm going to wake up at the same time every morning. And at least um, if I don't have as much work to get done, at least I get it done early. And then I have the rest of the day opposed to putting it off. And then I'm working my evenings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you have to, you know, especially if you're spending a lot of time at home, you know, doing your, you have to make sure that you separate out that time for your you know, you don't want your home to be associated with like going to the office all the time. So you feel like you're always working. So I got to imagine having that break and having that separation between, you know, work and play is also very important too. Right. Right. 
So we talked a little bit about the entrepreneurial part of it. And is it seems to me that one of the biggest motivations for, you know, having a home business is the fact that, again, you talked about how it's it's your business, it's your money, it's your decisions and stuff like that. Um, is that something that you think uh, a lot of people are out there that they're thinking about this or like that's something that I want to do? Is that like a primary motivation for you? And is that something that kind of keeps you motivated throughout like when you're having one of those days where you just kind of feel like, you know, maybe I don't want to do that much work. Is just the thought that, no, this is my business. This is my baby. Does that kind of help motivate you throughout the uh, throughout the day? Yeah, it definitely does, especially um, when you're doing things like the boring mundane tasks, yeah. like just um, accounting or, you know, answering the emails. That does motivate me because I know that I'm doing what I love otherwise, like on the days when I'm just creating, then it's like, okay, I'm doing all of these other things for a purpose. Yeah. Um, whereas if I was just working for another company that I ne- didn't necessarily enjoy what I was doing, it would be harder to motivate myself. Mm-hmm. And I think it really depends for somebody that's looking to start their own business is if those things really get in the way of what they're doing. Yeah. So you kind of have to keep your if you're really doing what you love those other things will you'll get through them yeah. you know you'll make it work yeah you know it's that old uh, saying have you ever heard uh, do what you love and the money will follow is that one of those things that you've kind of learned uh, doing this yeah at first you know it's kind of like when you start your own business you're like i'm just going to do it i don't even care if yeah. i make any money but then it's like okay you got to get to a <laughs> point <laughs> where you're like okay this is what i'm doing you need to live this here. is my job yeah. so it's true the more that work that you put into it, um, the more fruit you will see from that. Yeah, just working towards a goal, I think, too, setting goals for yourself. Like, this month I want to be doing this many events or this um, many weddings or, you know, whatever for your business, whatever goals that you have. I think setting those goals is really helpful, too, as far as the money perspective, because you want to, you do want to provide for yourself and a business if you're, that's your primary income. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do want to be doing what you love, but you want to make sure that um, you're also providing and not just, you know, doing everything for fun. Right. Too. right. <laughs> what was kind of the biggest challenge that you realized when you started working from home or the biggest change? Well, there's quite a lot. One was <laughs> for sure, make, like separating that work and living like I kind of mm-hmm. talked about before and finding that place where you feel comfortable working from home because a lot of the times you kind of put this stigma on yourself of like you're not doing anything Mm -hmm. because you're working from home you're like well it's not looked at as a real job necessarily because and then you start to think about to yourself well am I really doing anything productive am I really like doing a job or is this just a passion so like changing your mindset that a lot of people work from home even people that work for large companies work from home. And so I think it's just important to remember um, that you are still working and to motivate yourself in that way. So that's definitely a challenge is like changing your mindset to think as a worker, think as somebody, okay, I'm going in to work, yeah, even business though owner. it's your yeah. home. 
Yeah. So we got to wrap things up here, but uh, let's say we've got a lot of people out there that are listening to this or maybe on the bubble. They're really thinking about it. They're tired of driving. They're tired of, you know, checking into their uh, cubicle every day. What's the one thing that you can say to sort of push them over the edge? If they're really thinking about doing this, like what's the most rewarding thing? What's what's your pitch for getting people to, to start a business from home if they're thinking about it? The most rewarding thing is um, just doing life outside of work. Um, a lot of p- times you feel overwhelmed, like if you're just um, working all of the time, but really creating your own schedule allows you to still live. Yeah. And even though I said it was important to set a schedule, like it's flexible. It's very flexible. And I think that's the most rewarding part is um, to be able to still live and be in community with other people because you work from home yeah. instead mm-hmm. of just, you know, well, I have to go to work today. I, I don't think I'll be able to make it or yeah. something like that. It's really, that's the most rewarding part is to be um, with people and just have the opportunity um, to live how you want. Sounds good yeah. to me. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> Got to find something that I'm good at that I can do from home now. So I want to thank our guest, uh, Rochelle Stewart. She's the founder of Pots Floral. Do you have a website? How can people find you? It's just www.potsfloral.com. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. You know, there's something pretty cool that we're doing here at Quicken Loans. It's called Rocket Mortgage, and it's the first completely online way to get a mortgage approval. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. So basically, we've taken all the complicated, time-consuming parts about applying for a mortgage, um, like getting your paperwork together, finding old pay stubs. the worst. I know, right? But we've automated the process. It's really simple, fast, and convenient. You can even do it on your phone. You know, and that's that's just amazing. It takes just like a few minutes. And when you think about all the dumb stuff you do on your phone every day, this is actually something really cool and really amazing. So if you're looking to refinance your mortgage or even buy a home, check out rocketmortgage.com. Rocket. Rocket. <laughs> Let's take a moment to thank all the folks who made the Zing podcast possible. Natalie Ness is our producer, Justina Kopaz is our project manager, and Leah Castile did everything technical. We also want to thank some folks on the Quicken Loans creative team, Rob Frapier, Keith Stouffer, and Sean Pavlishin. Rhonda McGill is our legal lady. Rhonda, where is that disclaimer you wanted? The persons or firms represented in this podcast are meant for informational purposes only, and the information provided is not intended to be considered as a recommendation or an endorsement by Quicken Loans. Please do your own research before making any decisions regarding the hiring of any professional. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. Nationwide mortgage licensing system number 3030. Don't forget about all the great stuff on the Quicken Loans Zing blog. You can find hundreds of articles covering everything home, money, and lifestyle by using www.quickenloans.com blog. You can also check us out on social media. Like, tweet, repin, and favorite Quicken Loans on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, and Instagram. We'll be back soon with another edition of the Zing Podcast. But for now, from all of us here at Quicken Loans, this is Sean T. Johnston. And Miranda Crace. Thanks for listening.